ever wondered how people have managed to break the entrepreneurial, social, and business class ceiling? So have I. Welcome to another edition of On the Mental Couch with me, Gadi Tijane. Welcome to another series again, as I mentioned, and I have a very special guest. I love him to be to such a down-to-earth person. His name is Usabelo Mjali. Four million of you Metro FM listeners know him as DJ Sebi. And I would like to just <laughs> I would like just to say welcome to the show and thank you so much for gracing us with your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For the longest of time I've said your name is Katie and it's Gatti. Okay. Ma- many people call me Katie. Yeah. They call me Gatti, those who know my real name. Yeah. Others call me Kate. Others call me so many things. Zosie Pini. Others call me hey, so many things, you know. Zowzy. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I'm used to it. So it's fine. You yeah. can call me. I'm used to it. <laughs> so DJ Sebi is a voiceover artist. He's a DJ, as you know him. He's a producer. Yeah. He's a business person. He's a father. He's a husband. You have so many titles to your name. Wow. <laughs> you know, when you said husband and you said father, I'm like, wow, wow. Wow. Those are like new titles that I've added, you know, in the last um, decade. I was like, those are some some cool titles that I've added. And it kind of like reshaped me in a way. Yeah. yeah how, how is being a family man, like, reshaped you in terms of your perspective in life i mean in dangazako mm. some of them are not married are not considering starting yeah. a family why you and why at such an early age if i may say no for me it wasn't really an early age um 27 was a time in my life where i knew that i'm not far away from 30 mm. and i knew that there's certain things i don't want to do and i'm super old so i want to experience it when i have energy fatherhood yeah. was one of those things the reason why for me, not even being a marriage before having a child, is because I never had a blueprint of umshati. So for years, I was like, oh man, I want to get married. Mm. Like, I'm not blueprint. Dad never got married. My uncles never got married. Yeah. I went to more funerals than I went to weddings. So what exactly was marriage? Like for years, I never understood it. So even when I met my now wife, every time that conversation came through, I could tell she was frustrated by my consistent response to the whole thing of Umshat. I don't understand. Yeah. You know? Um, but having a child at 27 was definitely part of the plan. I knew that I wanted to have a kid at 27. Mm. Um, and I knew that I wasn't going to get engaged, get married while I slid. Why? I just I just felt like it just didn't make sense. We're having a good time. We're vibing. Come on. I'm not going to yeah. talk about marriage at that time <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. But I can talk about kids. Um, and being a young father just was... It sounded it sounded cool and it felt right more than anything else. Like having my kid at uh, you know with with my partner also, it just felt right. She ticked all the boxes and everything. But when I got to thirty, because I'd said with Valley, when I get to thirty, I'm not going to be at white. Was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that excuse faded out. Yes. <laughs> um, and then one day, man, I just I always share the story even with my boys. I'm like. One day, she was cleaning. It was a Saturday. There's nothing this woman has to do to convince me otherwise. There's nothing she has to do to show me that she's here for me. She's 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 here for me more than anything else. She's mm-hmm. one person who's got my back. Uh, and it's not even a time thing, you know? Um, you know, they say in life, you get those aha moments. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man, it was that aha moment. I was like, yeah, man, this, this year is that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you, you work to, and then I remember that year also, I started 
talking about marriage. She stopped talking about marriage because yeah. then I went to go to a place like, hey, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think I got away. I wanted her to be um, where she wasn't expecting it. You know, I started asking about her, the type of rings she wants, all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe that kind of gave it away. Um, but I didn't want to buy her and she didn't like. So mm-hmm. when she kind of started showing me the rings that she likes, I knew which one I had to go for. And I, I cooked up what was truly an amazing engagement uh, night, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it felt right. It felt good. And to this day, it's, it's one easy decision to make. You know? Yeah. Um, I choose it all over again. I, I love I love the story so much because, yeah. like you said, you didn't have, like, an example. Yeah. At home, Ubaba wasn't married, you know. And I think also you answered my question because I was going to ask, okay, and then, like, what propelled you to, like, consider it you know yeah. getting married i knew it i knew it you just knew it yeah, and I then it. so now how are you working towards that like because like you said obaba wasn't an example so you didn't have like an example per se yeah. so now how are you trying to make it work to being a good husband and a father and i'm asking this question because of the society we find ourselves in in south africa mm-hmm. in terms of you know we now have like modern families. We have different ways that we identify as families. It's not necessarily nuclear. And we also have things just that don't work out. Mm. So when for yourself, how do you set out to be an example? Unfortunately, I think you are because you're famous. So I'm putting you on the spot. So it's when, how are you being an example to what other men can look up to in terms of marriage and building families? Yo. I, the the thing about umshadne or relationships, I think for as long as we do them the way we feel is right for us, mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's certain things maybe like I'm gonna use Mkulwam for example, who got married, probably the one man who I was aware of who got married and brought a woman into the family and they built something, mm-hmm. which became you know they they, they kind of like started something cool. Uh, for me because you know here he is had his children mm. one woman um, for me that is just it's beautiful because having had a brother for example who had his own mom and we never really had a great relationship growing up because he was in a totally different part of the, uh, of Ikezer and yeah. we never had room to build a relationship yeah, but by the time we got to meet one another there were clashes of personalities because we were not aware of each other for a very long time oh, wow. So that was one of the things that I said to myself is that I do not want my kids to have a similar relationship with their siblings where we have to work so hard to foster a relationship, mm-hmm. work so hard to get to know each other. If we come from the same family, the same household, yeah. we're bound to build and be aware of each other because like r- right now, um, you know, I have my son, if I ever had to have another child, he would see all of this happen. We would prep him and let him know, him. hey, yeah. mom and dad are thinking of doing this. How would you feel about having a brother and sister? And mm-hmm. He'll probably say whatever he has to say and he would see it happen. So for nine months, a part of me feels like he will be conditioning himself yeah. that there's someone who's going to join the family. We never get to see that. If mm-hmm. somewhere else and weekends, just that disruption, I said, I never want for my own family. And I hope one day, um, I I hope I keep that, you know, yeah. I keep I keep that consistency going on because I truly want a simpler life for my kids. Yeah. Um and when it comes to a blueprint of Umshato, it's just choosing us 
I'll just tell my wife is that I choose you every day and I hope you do the same. Mm. You could wake up one day and I think sometimes people make, we. it's great that we're fully aware of the options and all the other things that are at our disposal, but choosing someone that is there for you and understanding that we're building a team, we're building something bigger than us, we're yeah. building, you know, um, I'll just, I'll just, we always joke about this, my wife, and I tell her that it's so crazy that my son can say our names and it does something. You know, like we grew up in families where you say your name, but it just doesn't do anything. Like mm. we saw other kids, people respond differently. Yeah. I wanted that for my kids also. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the power of choosing each other because those choices really build something bigger for us. Yes. And should she feel like I'm no longer part of her life or the, the, the trajectory she'd like to take in, in her life, we communicate that. And like any other relationship, you're going to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow, we change as people, but we need to consistently update one another with age. He has a certain things and understanding. Like every five years, I know I ask my wife simple things like your favorite color because I it's rediscovering each other basically rediscovering each other you know because what she liked 10 years ago and five years ago is totally different Mm. from the smallest of things Mm. and it's very important to update one another of all those things because should you not it creates cracks and it creates small fights and it creates uh, friction and you guys feel like you're disconnecting because you're just not realigning or reconnecting with the small parts that really become the foundation of the relationship. Yeah. So just briefly answering that question, I truly think it's waking up every single morning and making a choice that I'm still choosing these people. These are the people I'm working with. These are the people I'm working for. These are the people that are my team. This is my squad. This is my safety. This is my heaven. Mm-hmm. This is where I pour myself without feeling the need to put a DJ savvy facade. Because man, for I really love that. I, I really love that response so much. And thank you so much, you yeah. know, for just giving us a glimpse into your marriage. And it really stems what I've always believed love to be. It's a choice. It's, a choice. it's not a feeling. You choose a person. Yes. You know? And you work on it. And you work Sometimes on it. Sometimes I'm turned. Mm. But I'm turned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a choice. Yes. It's always greener where you water it. It's exactly. not greener on the other side. It's work. Yeah. It's like um, someone once said, you know, relationships, they work like a bicycle. Mm-hmm. In order for it to keep going, you got to keep pedaling. Mm. That's it. You just got to keep pedaling. It works like that. Yeah. I really love that answer. Mm. So if we now just jump into your career, yeah. I love I love what you said in our previous interview about, you know, starting, you know, Lime Metro FM. You say with you, the big weight on your shoulder is setting the tone for the, the rest of the shows. Yes. And you also start the day. Yeah. You actually help people, you know, set the tone for people's day. Yeah. And how you felt then versus how you feel now. Yeah. Because those were that when you How has it changed? How, is, how has it been for you? It's been, it's been an eventful journey. Mm. It's been beautiful. It's been challenging. Um, it's been heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's more highs and lows. Yeah. And that's, and I think it, it's because of the person on the other side. You know, let's say like mm. you work on the team and you work on the dynamics and you, 
you work with people that want to make it work. And I think I've been fortunate that I have a team that wants it to work. Yeah. Everyone is coming through every single day, giving their 120% mm. because we need to deliver an amazing breakfast show. Mm. Um, and the fact that it's Metro FM, you can never forget that big shadow that you are leaving the biggest station in the country. No like Metro is just so much of a giant. Yeah. It's the legacy, it's the uh, it's the history, it's the impact, it's the reach, it's the commercial value. And it's all of that doubled up when you do breakfast because it starts with you. Mm. If you do not bring us money, unfortunately. If you don't bring the numbers, unfortunately. Mm. You have to have a thick skin. These people are going to love you. These people are going to hate you. Those people that hate you is because it's, come on, I just woke up. It's your voice. Maybe I don't <laughs> like you. Then after I get to know you, I'm like, oh, man, Sabi, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I love you. Yeah. And then it's it, 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 like you're consistently courting and listening. Now they say, with, every day I get on the air, mm -hmm. and then we get to a point you know, okay, he's actually funny. <laughs> then you look me up, like, it's not so bad, he's so cute. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's married. Oh my gosh. He's got a kid. The more we learn one another, that's yeah. the thing about being open. I want to say the great way to make a show work, and that's why I'm never scared of sharing my life on radios because yeah. you're not listening to a robot. Um, we, we, we fall in love with the people we listen to based on their personality and what they share mm -hmm. like i'm not perfect sometimes i get on the radio i might say a word wrong the bundles are depleted we connect we move yeah. you also have that moment um it's sharing those imperfections it's yeah. sharing the highs uh but understanding the fact that you are setting the tone and how i respond to this day and how yeah. i start to this day um it's a big call yeah. um and to this day i honor this mic and what it does for the next person more than yeah. it does for me and the expectation yeah. from us as as a unit you yeah. know it's not a savvy show it's 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 a best morning show with all these different voices that really create and shape the texture of of the offering that metro trust mm. to start the day as they soundboard and they sound design and the mood because how we start filters through to Kuto. Kuto elevates us to yeah. Lerato and, Pro and Proverb. By the time that touch comes through, it's a slam dunk. Then Andy Legess, you know, does yeah. his own thing with sports. So it's a consistent relay every yeah. single day. If you drop the chain, the numbers drop. If they drop and they go to someone else, someone else needs to bring them back. Mm. So it's a teamwork. It's a yeah, collective it's a effort, break, yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, it's it's been, but it's still a dream to this day. And wow. We're about to do 12 months in doing breakfast. Yeah. Metro. Yeah. Metro FM. Come on. Like, come on now. And I mean, looking at, you know, the height of your career, because yeah. I think it's every DJ's dream to be yes. a good, good breakfast show. Like, as a beat for those who don't understand Zulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, please. Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> How it started because you know sometimes we look at we look at um, people doing well and big for themselves, mm. and we forget what it took for them to be where they are. So can you please like break it down for us? I mean, you started you know a KFM mm. graveyard show, mm. you know, you, then you went to 
947. Just just tell us how it all started and did you think it, it was going to lend you to this position? I knew, man. I just didn't know when. Mm. I just knew that. You know when they say the why? The why we're doing what we're doing will keep you going. There's times where I just, it would hit you with, hey, maybe we need to find a plan B. Yeah. Like this thing makes me feel some type of way. It makes me, I look forward to it. I work so hard to make it work. Um, I, I, I've never been scared to start all over again yeah. when it comes to this thing because it's it's only when you get to a certain point in life you realize, Ish, yeah, I need the money because money gets me one, two, three, and four. So now when you negotiate, you negotiate with that mindset. With hey, I love this thing. In the previous years, we used to go in and like, ah, we're rocking. Okay, we sure. Mm. Ah, we're moving. Thanks. <laughs> They're like, hey, Seb. Here's your rate. Ah, nice. Hey, you gave me more this year. Yeah. But now you get to a point where you understand the commercial side to it and all of those things. Um, And it comes with years. But for me, it was the why I'm doing this, man. Like, it it evokes something. Mm. It, 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 It brings something out of me. It makes me feel some type of way. And I love how it makes the next person feel. There was never a time frame to it. You know, mm. I could have got Metro at 35, 40, and I'd push up. Mm. I'm doing it. Um, even when I left um, KFM, it's crazy because when I left KFM, you know, Ian had just offered me something because uh, I was doing stand-ins here and there. Uh, had a great run 2019. I remember in Jan, called me and said, hey, well, how would you feel about doing this show? Mm. I was like, wow, this is it. It was the year 2010. Oh, this is it? Man, we're in now. Then I thought of Cape Town. I'm like, nah, this is where we're going to come to retire. Because I was in between Cape Town and Joburg. Because in Joburg, I was doing Bonisa Nana. Mm. And I was an intern at Namisa. So Monday to Friday, I'm an intern at Namisa, shooting Bonisa Nani on Saturday and Sunday, flying down every Friday to Cape Town to do the weekend show, mm. fly up. Sometimes I would fly down Friday, fly down, do the show four to six, catch the first flight back to Joburg, shoot Bonisanani, fly back to do Sunday, and then come back to Joburg so I'm ready for my internship on Monday. Mm. So TV was funding my radio dream because all that money was just going into flights. Yeah. But I was happy. Mm. I mean, one day um, they found me. Apparently, I collapsed in the lift, and I woke up sitting on the couch, and I remember one of my bosses saying, you gonna, you, you need to fix yourself. Mm. I was like, this is You're my dream. Out. It felt good finishing here, jumping on a flight. Then I'm here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it all. Yeah. At 20, 19, like, the, the way my body felt and responded was just back of mind at the time. And throughout the years, I feel like maybe I still worked that hard. But now you realize, and it's still down. Mm. Then I told him, nah, OG, nah, it's cool. Thank you. Can you please transfer me to Cape to Joburg? Because I felt like there's more that Joburg allows me to do. And it might be easier on my body. Um, then he was like, okay, cool. Made the call. My tapet was still the program manager at the time. And I came up to Johannesburg, joined mm-hmm. Heifel Stereo, what it was called. Um, and it was crazy because now I left from doing so many shows in Cape Town. So now doing like one show a month, two shows a month. Because at the time, it was my knee and I felt it. Mm. There was a lot of us. There was Rob Forbes at the time when I was doing my thing. It was now bossing it on Jacaranda. It was actually a long list of people who were high felt at the time. Mm. Um, 
Fast forward, hey, we're doing this thing in 947. Why Academy opened? I'm doing Bonnie Sanani. I'm doing High Fell Stereo. Uh, I'm like, hey, yeah, I know. I need to do Y. But I thought I was not too cool for Y because Y just sounded cool. Like, yeah. Yo, my man, I want chili. I want make cheese. The toys. Yeah. Waras. Yo, smooth. <laughs> yo, that thing seems so cool, man. Like, hey, where do I fit in? Yeah. Ah, then did I you just, feel you didn't have the personality for it? It's or because, it's because of the people that... Yeah, you listen felt... to these people. They're just bigger than life. Yeah. They they know themselves. They're not scared. They're vibrant. Like, I want that. Mm. I want that. And they found their voices. And... And they're making mistakes and they're sharing it on the radio and they mm. share their eyes. I'm like, that's the community I need to be in. But am I dope enough? Mm. You know, you question yourself. Sometimes you question your dopeness, which sucks. Um, then I applied for the Royal Academy. Ah, me, I'm not scared. Applied. Fast forward, they call me. Ah, then the journey starts. Yeah. I remember when I went for the auditions, the twins come in. Uh, there was an interview. The twins walk in, I'll never forget. And actually, that guy... From that boy design show, like, yeah, <laughs> but you had Highfeld, so why are you here for the academy? Why didn't you just? I was like, no, man. Like sometimes you gotta walk the mm. road that most people won't. I went in for an interview, ah, you know, and and I think that day, I, <laughs> it's the first time I say this. I think I got it because <laughs> Kenton was at every interview, and for that interview, Kenton wasn't there. Mm. Um, Kenton was scary, man. Shout out to Kenton. Uh, he wasn't there. I was like, I ah, maybe it's because Kenton wasn't there for my interview that I got in. Yeah. Because you never know <laughs> what day you find Kenton. Um, and when they called me, they said, you're in an academy, you know, just dope, man. Why, why was one of those platforms, I still say to this day, mm. you can't explain that thing. You have to experience it, you know? Um, it's, it's like, it's like a roller coaster every day. We're yeah. moving. She's, it's an apprentice. We're in part of this academy. Um, everyone is just as dope as you. Everyone wants what you want. So yeah. what are you going to offer? What's your dopeness? Where are you? Mm. If there's ever a time in your life where you have to believe in yourself, was that six months of the Royal Academy? Then Ground Zero kicks. Yo, Ground Zero is now where we're all getting an hour to be on radio. It's a fight that thing got Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone is listening to everyone. But yeah. everyone is supporting one another. And that's one thing I enjoyed about my crew. But fast forward, man. God works how he works. Got traffic at Y, um, started standing in on other shows. Fast forward, you know, I have one of the longest drive shows to come out of the station. Mm. I did so many dope things with Y. I don't want to fill up so much of your space. I did so many things there that were super, super dope. Um, I grew up on my voice and coming here was an organic move. Mm. I knew what happened um, and how it played out. Landing on Metro on weekend. I still say it was a God's blessing, man. I got yeah. to learn this place. You know, mm. I got to understand the kind of listener, the difference. Because I've been talking to thing for all these years. I got to build a relationship with all these other problems. They fell in yeah. love with me. They wanted to hear me every single day, but they had to, um, you know, Paul Shongwe, may I saw rest in peace. I remember she sent me a voice note said, Savvy, mm. you made us look forward to Saturday. Oh, wow. You know? Mm, mm. And for me, that hit so much because I'm like, oh, so I'm like this. You know, like Friday action movies. So I'm that thing you look forward to on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You, yeah. It just doesn't happen. You know, mm. and you look at the success I had on that show, became the number one show in Metro. Mm. It's never been heard of where a chart show surpasses your breakfast and all these other shows. And to th- um, the following year comes, 
Um, there was no slot available at the time on weekday. Mm. Um, management told me they have a vision and a dream. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm sticking my gun. I'm just, yeah. I, I, I thought this was going to be the year where I get it, but fine. You know, if it means you need to work harder, mm. work harder. There's a listener once told me, crazy enough, I was gigging in Soweto and the announcement was made that I'm joining Metro, but I'm only going to do the top 40. And he was like, I remember he was smoking and I was just going through my emotions. And he comes next to me and he's like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't understand and I don't understand. Stay you. <laughs> Why did you take that show for one week, for one day? But one thing you gotta make sure is that when you punch <laughs> on that show, you did everything. Mm-hmm. That thing rang off and it, it, it hit me. You gotta make us feel it. You gotta make us miss you. You gotta make us, because I don't get it. And when he said it, he was saying it as a, as a fan, as someone who's been listening and has been growing with me for years, mm-hmm. that for someone who, as, as, who is as great as you, I don't understand why you would take that kind of offer. But it's your dream. I'm not going to tell you how to move. But you just got to make sure that when you do what you do there, mm. it's bigger than what you're doing. And those words, every day I put a show together. Yeah. That's why people heard that thing the way they heard it, because... I prepped it from Monday to Monday. Then by the time I dropped it, it was a Karoshima. It was mm. an explosion, World War Nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unexperienced, probably never experienced again. But that yeah. was the mindset. And when Dinewa left, I got nine to twelve. And that was my entry point into weekday, which was also another big challenge. Yeah. A man hasn't hosted nine to twelve on Metro in thirty-five years. <laughs> Here they are putting me in this deep end to do nine to twelve with a show inside a show called Ask a Man. Yo! <laughs> I've never spoken about my relationship like that. Okay, yeah. cool. Here we are. And man, that was another challenge. Mm. But we came out of that. Mm. And you come out of that, they're like, now is the big one. Mm. It's breakfast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is it. Like if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. When they told me, that, I was like, yo, whoa. Because mm. ideally, people will say, you do drive and then you go to breakfast. But also when I looked at my age, I'm like, ah, man, I'm 33. Mm. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to rock. I'm going to go in, you know. Um, I'm going to go in and do this thing. People feel like you got to do certain things when you're 38, 39. Um, I mean, who's guaranteeing that I'm going to be there? Yeah. You know, we're living sure. in a time where our age mates are passing away. And I genuinely felt like I was ready for this big challenge. I think my brand on the commercial side, it yeah. ticked all the boxes. I built relationships with brands with the listeners and everything. It just mm. felt right. And with the right team, we can do wonders and look at the numbers now. And yeah, look yeah. at you now. And what I also love about your journey is that you just transcend beyond South African borders. I mm. mean, oh, yeah. how, how, how were you able to establish yourself, you know, in the African sphere? I mean, you even mm. were a correspondent, you know, for BBC mm. for this is Africa. So, what is the importance of building relationships or putting yourself out there in terms of these, these gigs that you get? I think it's everything. Mm. And, and also it's putting yourself in a position where luck meets you. Mm. There's also a bit of luck to it online. Um, I've always said RIP, for example, to Mulo, we used to joke about it when we still wide. One day we're going to do BBC One next one. Mm. And they won't believe it, man. And fast forward, it happened that when I launched my drive show at Y, I was like, man, five years? It's my fifth year. Mm-hmm. Fifth or fourth. I was like, I'm going to launch the show in London. Mm-hmm. 
We've been doing a show for so long. We've bossed it. It's, it's now time to make noise. And I remember I launched that thing in London, but also it was my time to go to this country that I said I want to live in and also meet the people I've wanted to meet to make connections and also be in the station that I say I want to work for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to be in something. That's why they say if you want a Porsche, go to Porsche and sit in it. Yeah. If, you can, if you're allowed to test drive it, test drive it. Yeah. Because once you experience it, ah, that thing hits you, it haunts you. Yeah. You won't sleep because that feeling is addictive. And it happened. Fast forward, met people, connected, built relationships. Then I did BBC, uh, then I did This Is Africa with Edu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had built a reputation with the Africa Boomers, which is a big platform I built for the continent in SA. Because um, when I started there, people used to call me names, but Ah, <laughs> Nango Sebi, Namashanga. Wow. They used to call me so many names. Oh my goodness. Even yeah. artists would be saying, Why are we giving, why is he giving uh, foreign artists an hour of prime time? Mm. It was tough in the beginning when I started the Africa Boomhouse. But fast forward, here we are. Someone had to take those beatings. Now we're in a place where everyone is embracing this. We told y'all this is going to happen. Mm. Um, and I think that's our job, that's our duty as, 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 as DJs, mm. as, as personalities is I'm telling you tomorrow this is where we're going to be mm. you'll hate me now but when that moment comes yeah. you're going to be more clued up than the next person because as much as you're forted when it happens you're like oh my gosh yeah I allowed myself to learn but it's putting yourself in positions and fast forward you know I've, I've done so many dope things run extra but it's putting yourself in positions like that it's investing in yourself also sometimes we think God will do the work. God works when you work, and I still believe in that. Mm. Um, luck won't find you lele. Luck will find you trying and just yeah. being out there. And the magic happens in those spaces. So to answer your question, it's putting yourself in in spaces where it might just happen. It, that's why I say it on the air all the time, and people think I'm joking. Today might just be the day, man. Mm, mm, it mm-hmm. might be. Yeah, yeah. Be. And and that is important. And I also love. You know, just adding spicing you know, when it comes to the success journey in your mundo, that it's not a straightforward path. And I also would like us to touch on the things that you were disappointed in, the challenges you faced, and the failures you've experienced. Um, because I also my goal is for for the for that young person who's been working on preying on their breakthrough. Mm. And they're at the verge of giving up. When they listen to this podcast mm. and you sharing about your journey, like, you know, the failures that you have experienced, hopefully they'll be inspired to get back up. So what are some of those challenging um, experiences that you've had in your journey? It's a long journey, mm. number one. Don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. It'll be nice, though. <laughs> um, just because it feels like it's going right doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. There's certain times where you're like, yeah, I know. We on, and then life happens. Be mm-hmm. ready for that. Um, it's a hard lesson, or it's a hard moment to accept mm-hmm. when you realize that I'm losing certain people. You will lose friends. Yeah, some people will change along the way, and it hurts. It hurts losing people who you thought were helping you water the seed. But when we're now meeting new people and you're really trying to get them to still rock with you and understand that, bro, 
if this works for me, it's going to work for us. Mm. And you not being accessible anymore can create a new energy that can really drift you apart to people who you thought were your friends. It hurts. It hurts. Mm. But you learn. Um, this one hits, man. Your role models. Hey, man. You know what hits the most with this one, right? Mm. Sometimes you it, it, it's, it's going to hit you, but don't take it personally. Yeah. Your role models are not who you think they are, right? Okay. And I say that because when you meet your role model, you have an idea of how it could play out. Mm. Be open-minded, they people. Okay. Sometimes you meet them and it might be the worst experience ever, mm. but don't cut them off. They people. Mm. And when it happens, you might feel some type of way and whatever, but it's going to hit you. Mm. And you also get to a point in time where your role models become your competition. And that one also becomes heavy because the people inspired you become the people that you're in the same race with. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't, it, it, it just, it requires a different form of energy mm-hmm. and a different form of approach because they have the time, they have the experience. Never, never take for granted the learnings that can come from that. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're also open to learning from us as a new blood. Okay. So it's just, it, it's, it, it's a you thing also. It's a you thing. Yeah. Sometimes you meet your role models and just know also your role models. You might be a fan of Gadi's work. And for years you've idolized her work. You've read it for years. But don't think Gadi's going to be a fan of your work. Mm-hmm. It hits sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I mean, for years. Mm. And they know your work, but it doesn't mean they also need to love your work. It's understanding that dynamic yeah. that sometimes your role model might not really approve your work. And it doesn't mean It's important them. to not Don't take, take it personal. Because yeah. it might just not be their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. That thing could put you in rehab if, if it goes south. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Hey man, there's no money, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like it always takes a while to start making break even money. Yeah. Uh but could it be the reason why a lot of um entertainers maybe take on a lot of jobs? Yeah. 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 It's mm. it's tough. The great thing about radio is that there's a consistent consistent check. Mm. So it allows you to know what at least the rent is paid. Yeah. And everything else gives you room to build and and diversify your your portfolio and your income and all these other things. Mm. There's that consistent consistency. Having done TV, you do a full on season. They pay your lump sum. You're on TV, but that money is finished. Mm. Mm. That thing hurts, um, but it is what it is, and it's it's just also understanding. And I'll just say, like, digital has afforded us an opportunity to yeah. now monetize these communities we've built, you know, online. Yeah. Uh, with with the followers and all that kind of stuff, so we can supposedly influence or suggest things to them, mm-hmm. um, with the hopes that they're going to buy. At the end of the day, man, like influencing is about do people actually buy into what you're selling? Yeah. If they don't, then you're not an influencer. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a long road, Gatiman. Oh, you you it's a long mm-hmm. road. It, at some point, you doubt yourself, you hate yourself. Because you feel like you're not great enough. You feel like you're not the best thing ever. Sometimes you're like, oh, man, am I 
I got this thing in mm-hmm. And you got to have that thing in you that backs you up when you don't back yourself up. Yeah. Because we've worked so hard to get to a certain point to give up now. True. And, okay, second last question, because yeah, we're pressed sure. for time. Sure. Um, and it, it's tying with what you were just saying and yeah. what I was asking, Oguti. Then how do you know the difference between, okay, this is not meant for me, maybe I must give up, versus, okay, this is a journey, because I'm passionate about it. Let me just beg a let me persevere. So how do you know to draw the line with, okay, uh-uh, I'm taking the, the wrong route here? I'd be lying if I gave you an answer there, because mm. I've never reached the point where I'm like, I'm quitting. Mm. I never gave myself that room. I, for me, I just knew this thing was going to work, man. Mm-mm. I think also when I've gotten at why, I really believed in the dope. Because yeah. nobody gets to live that life. It's like your TV presenters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell me you, you questioned your dopeness after landing a your TV job. Of course not. It's your TV. And why was the your TV of radio at some point where it was the ACBC one of radio? It was. My man, if, if you got in there. Mm. Ah, yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, that moment was like, yo, I'm, I'm the guy I think I am. Mm. I am the best thing ever. Um, because it forces you to be you. And I say that, I remember, funny enough, I remember um, asking Mo, Mo Flavor, yeah. I don't know if he remembers it. I was in the academy, I was like, yo, Mo, how do I get in here? Because I was an intern in the academy. It's like, how do I get in? You know, like, how do I. How do I sh- I'll shine all these other things? I want to do what you're doing. Mm. And, and Mo gave me probably the best advice ever at the time. He was like, my man, just be you, my man. Mm. It sounds crazy. <laughs> and it was probably the quickest and shortest advice ever. Mm. Like, just be you, my man. Just be you, man, rock. Yeah. And when you, and I once said this on my cheese podcast, she was like, you, you go through different moments, you try and sound like your favorite DJs. Yeah. You try and put on a voice. And then one day there's this moment that happens on the air where you just yourself. <laughs> and people respond. And then you do it again. And oh gosh, they, they fox with me. Because that moment was me. And then you start doing more of you and you and you. And then you figure out you. And oh gosh, they they yeah. this is not any this is me. Hmm. When that moment happens, yo. No one can touch you. Because mm. now you're not competing with anyone. You're not trying to sound like anyone. You're not trying to move like anyone. Yeah. You are now just doing you and observing how your faves did it and now trying to learn from them. If you have access to them, ask them questions. Yeah. But I think it's that unlocking of you and your originality, originality, authenticity that really sets you apart. Like guys like Smu, his own voice, being aggressive, uh, fresh, being the big dog that he is, yeah. fat Joe, being a risk taker. Even Mac G. <laughs> Mac, I, I really like that guy. <laughs> you know, Mac, I remember when I said, why? <laughs> just... <laughs> so, I, okay, I won't share this part of the story. I was going to share with me after. Um, there was a time where, okay, there was a time where Y was bringing him back. But yeah. they were bringing him back um as a ghost. Mm. So this guy went on air every single day, 
and did links, did everything, but he wasn't allowed to mention who he is. Okay. Right? And the listeners were like, I man. We know this. Voice. This is Mac, man. Yeah. This is Mac. He was rocking. He was killing it. And one day I came through, he was doing three to six, you know, as this ghost guy on the radio. And and he was counting his money after gigs and shit. That's a lot of money, bro. Mm. That's a lot of money. How much? Like, God, I mean, focus on your money. <laughs> as rude as it is, guys, that was the most honest shit he said. Mm. Focus on your own shit. Because mm. if I'm going to tell you how much money and then what, what are you going to do with that information? Yeah, exactly. And and that's the rawness that sometimes I feel like is lacking with with our generation. In a sense, we, we sweet talk certain things. And sometimes we think our peers need to say things in a sugar-coated way. Mm. Nah. Like, the stories I'm sharing now is because these are my peers. These are my age mates. Yeah. But when they shared certain gems, they were not sugar-coated. Yeah. And if I said it how he said it, you'd think, you wouldn't because he no. He said, my nigga, if you don't fucking worry about my money, you'll never make money. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you how much money in it. And then, and yeah, what? You're exactly. going to tell the next person that makes you was counting 10,000 in it. Mm. Stop focusing on other people's shit. At that time, for me, those are gems. I'll never forget. You know what I mean? And then you really start worrying about your own money. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just small stories like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and with what you're saying, like, be, be you, be who you are. Exactly. And you don't even have to be an entertainer. Maybe you can work at a bank or whatever, but if you're really good at what you do and you're yourself, people gravitate towards you because exactly. you are revealing the true person. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, ang papi. Yes. But yeah, papi. Yeah. comfortable around certain people. Then you open up, yes. you know? So you learn to be yourself. And like you said, people like, abo anele, abo mechi, abo mo flavor. Like, you, it's easy to gravitate towards them because it's who they are. It's, you know, I really love that. And then the final question I have for you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like <laughs> use it. Why you call yourself best thing ever? And also, where to from here? Like, I mean, this is the height of your career. I'd like to think. Hey, where, that's crazy. Where to from here? <laughs> that is crazy. Mm. Okay. Why do I call myself the best thing ever? Savvy means just that. Savvy means the best thing ever. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's a pimp. Uh, within the Urban Dictionary. I'll show you right now. When I discovered this, uh, when I just, long time ago, I was like, ah, it's about sign. Yeah. Ah, it's about sign. It's the opposite of shabby. Uh, <laughs> and you, you choose what you want, you see? Savvy, the best thing in the world. Oh, wow, yes. You know? When I saw that in the Urban Dictionary, I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I'm that him. is so true. This is me. It's the savviest thing ever. And obviously, you know, people can choose what they want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's an energy. For me, I was like, oh, I'm one. I'm savvy. I'm the best thing ever. Yeah. And I remember my program ever. manager walking into the studio after I did my first show. I'm like, wait, wait, before you leave, why are you calling yourself savvy? <laughs> and I Googled, showed him what I just showed you. I keep it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't have to explain it. If I explain it, then you're going to ask me questions. But if I show you, like, it's a full stop. Full stop with the deal. You dropped the mic. And what I loved about it is that it mm. challenged me to be there. Mm. If you won't say you're the best in ever, Prove bring it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and for years, I think when it comes to, you know, in life, you got to know what's in dream pool. Yeah. And it's not even in a cocky way. It's like Mayweather will tell you in the ring, he's a child. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Robert, when it comes to sports, is all shy. Yeah, yeah. Can't the morale behind the mic when it comes to sports. Mm. Um, anyone, man, who's great, Michael Phelps will tell you, I'm a fish in the water. Yeah. And and that's one thing I've always loved about American culture in, in one way is that those kids really believe they grew up in the number one world, the first world country, the greatest country nation in the world. Mm. And our kids, we need to teach them to also have that same mindset. Yeah, I'm sure. That name instilled that in me. Whatever I do, I will never shortchange my listener. I will never come behind this microphone and not prep mm. and not have kind of gifts that I'm going to be bringing on every time I open the microphone. Mm. I'd rather play a song than just open a mic for the sake of opening a mic because I could open a mic and say something and say something that could end my career. Yeah. That's the joys yeah. of having a guideline map, which is your prep. Mm. Um, the second part of the question was? Wait from here. It's it's building my legacy as one of the best to have done breakfast in Metro. Mm. Sometimes we worry so much on the five-year and 10-year plan. It's great that it's there. But right now I'm focused on this work. Mm. This work here is not work that is easy. It's not work that is going to just happen by itself. Mm. It, it's work that requires you to be committed every single day. I want to when people say the same way when they talk about my legacy and why I'm there. Mm. Here, I need to do the very same thing when people say, hey, dog, hey, I will save my shy breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I will save my shy. I took it. It's that legacy feeling because it makes someone feel some type of way. It's cementing that relationship it's yeah. cementing that legacy i am there i am committed to that all the other things i am just as committed but for me radio is at the center of it all yeah i love doing tv i love making clothes i love fashion i love hobby <laughs> <laughs> i love all those other things but radio is at the center of it all mm. and for as long as my center is doing well, I think it feeds into everything else. Um, but I want to be remembered as one of the best to ever do it behind the microphone. Mm. And for now, my mindset is making my breakthrough show with my amazing, freaking awesome team, the show that we deliver every single day yeah. to truly become the first choice countrywide that... It starts with us, it ends with us, and mm. nothing in between. And mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen overnight. You yeah. know what I mean? Even when I, all the shows I've done on daytime, I've always pushed for the word best because that's the promise I'm making for you. 12 yeah. three when I did it, why? It was the best thing ever. I did drive, it was the best, best drive. drive. Uh, the top 30, I could have called it the top, the, the best top 40 if I had it my way. But I <laughs> when I took over the bridge, I didn't change the name. But when I got breakfast, I was like, it's best. Moments. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no doubt about it. That is a commitment. That is a promise. And yeah, that is where I'm at right now mentally. And yeah, and other dope things that I'm going to do. Uh, grow in TV. I had an amazing TV last year, man. I want to grow more in there. Uh, on doing very big shows, mm. Clash the Choirs, man, that was huge. Hosting the summers. Oh, like there's summers. so much I really wanted to yeah. talk to you about. No, time. Go for it. Oh, no, no, time, time, time. Stop. Stop. Time. Stop. 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 Stop.
is cut. I don't want to listen to it. too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, That's I the mean, crazy thing so in much... podcasts, that you, you just go. You just go. I know. It's just that I'm going to say, Oh, okay. So that, you know, I'm going to say, Oh, I can take five hours and they'll be like, Yeah, Katie's doing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's like an hour now. Yeah, that's an hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Shout out to you too, man. Shout out to you too. We've seen the work. Thank you. you. Know? I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. You try every year. You try every day. Yeah. It gets better. And sometimes it's shit. You book artists, they don't come through. Mm. You drop an article, you think it's going to get clicks. I've had a website, I understand. You drop an article, oh. artists don't even share all their stories. <laughs> it gets 500 views, thinking it's just going to be more views. Yeah. And then a random piece is the one that hits 100,000. Thinking, like, should I do more of those? Yeah, man, it's amazing. You drop your own platforms, join other platforms. Because mm. it's hard to sustain. Yeah, really hey, guys, that's your own thing. I also believe, I also believe in, in my destiny. I don't know where I'm going, but I know it's lying in your corner. Mm. I'm going to be successful yeah. one way or another. I have faith. And me being here is just that part of a journey. Mm. And thank you so much. Thank Over you. the years, you've been such an amazing person. You've been so accessible. And I think that's what I love about you is that big as you are, you don't forget where you come from and the people mm. that you have started with. And your name, ne? Mm. Does it mean Uksabela? It mean to answer the call, right? That is a nice way of looking at it. Uksabela, ne? Mm. So when my mom told me why she named Uksabela, it was, it was a gift. Mm. It was a gift that God had given her, Uksabela. I love, I've always loved that, my father. That's why maybe I, I'm the kind of person I am. I understand certain things have to work out a certain way. My dad said me supposed to move with Sile. Mm. I don't know why he loved to cause us so much. Because <laughs> was super happy. My happy. mom, Isabelo San, Isabelo. Uh, my grandfather gave me a name that now, at my age, I feel like it's just heavy. What's in your season? Season Samajani, which means the future of the Mjali clan is on me. That is heavy. And and the crazy thing is that the older we get, we realize that there might be some form of manifestation of our lives the on the names that give us. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it was just positive energy. Mm. I, I really, I really love your name. You answered your your calling into into what you are doing, and we see it. We see you. We love what you do. Best of luck with everything. There you have it, guys. This was on the minted couch with me, Kati Tijani. Please don't forget to subscribe to City Press if you haven't. And I love you so much. Till next time. Bye bye. Yeah.